Hey, that's Rashawn Leak there, one of our community co-hosts who will be back after the radioactive summer break. You can read more about what we're doing online at krcl.org. I'm Laura Jones, executive producer of Radioactive, and I'm still here behind the scenes during the show's summer break, passing the mic to folks up to good trouble in the community. And one of those people is my next guest. I'm going to share a conversation about Juneteenth with Betty Sawyer, for whom the phrase community organizer is woefully and wholly inadequate. In fact, I started our conversation by asking her to list all the good trouble that she gets up to. So hello, Betty Sawyer here, uh, along with serving as our director of the Utah Juneteenth Freedom and Heritage Festival for the last 32 years. I am the director and co-founder of Project Success Coalition, a local nonprofit that does health education, advocacy, and cultural arts. And this is where our Juneteenth work centers from Project Success Coalition. I recently retired from Weber State University in community engagement, so I'm excited. But I tell everyone, wait until after June and ask me how retirement is going, because (laughs) I haven't a clue right now. Uh, I'm president of the Ogden branch of the NAACP, nation's oldest civil rights organization. And I also serve on numerous boards, committees throughout the state of Utah, as well as a couple of national boards, one being the National Juneteenth Observance Foundation Board that does this work across the United States. And so just a little bit of what I do. So, Ms. Betty, Juneteenth, can I call you Miss Betty or am I sure actually can. engaging in something that I shouldn't do, perhaps? No, that that was <laughs> that's the old school thing I do because I work with young people and I'm from the country back east. And so we could not talk to adults without what they say, putting a handle on their name. So they couldn't just call me Betty. I couldn't call someone by their first name. So I put Miss Betty for our students that I work with to be able to follow in that tradition. Well, Miss Betty, Juneteenth seems to have quite a high profile this year, but I think it's for an unfortunate reason. So what does Juneteenth mean to you in the wake of all the unrest over the last year, all of the deaths in the streets of African-Americans at the hands of police? For me, Juneteenth, of course, like across the country, has this renewed, I think, awakening. And and for me, it's a call to action uh, of the importance of sharing with the world the value of humanity the value of all aspects of humanity and that black lives are part of that humanity are and black lives do matter. And in order to show that it's not enough to say that, but in order to show that this is an opportunity for people to come together and work together and not just celebrate together, but celebration is definitely a big part of Juneteenth. That first Juneteenth was a celebration. It was Jubilee Day because people found out that they were free. And so with that freedom came responsibilities, came new ways of living, new ways of doing. And those are some of the things that we try to impart with our celebration even today. Let's talk about the celebration because there's a lot going on. You're up in Ogden. It's the 32nd annual Utah Juneteenth Freedom Heritage Festival and state holiday commemoration. A bunch of stuff going on. Where do you want to start? Uh, Let's start with uh, 
this evening, and I don't know when you're going to air, but we have a film festival. We have a partnership with the Utah Film Center. And so we will be watching Nation Time. And it's about the National Black Political Convention of 1972, uh, when everybody came together to try to create an agenda moving into the upcoming presidential elections. And so we have a host of great folk that are going to be on that call tonight for a discussion following that. So we're recording on Tuesday, but airing on Wednesday. And I believe that that film screening, Miss Betty, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, while it happened la- on Tuesday night, you can watch it through the 21st through the Utah Film Center, correct? That is correct. And, and we want to thank them and lift them up as well for being an ongoing supporter and Russell Roots and those guys over there. And then on Friday, we're going to be at Salt Lake County Government with Mayor Jenny Wilson doing our flag raising event. And we'll also have the Black Lives Matter, Black History Museum bus will be out there. So if people want to come out and bring their young people and not so young people, they can get a glance and, and look at and check out the Black History Mobile Museum bus that's, that's available for us. And we're excited about that. And we'll hear from a number of speakers during that event. Uh, Later in the day, we're going to be with South Salt Lake City, who is a new partner this year, doing an event at the Columbus Center from 4 until 7 p.m. And then um, later on that evening, we'll get a little bit of rest. No, just joking. (laughs) (laughs) As we uh, get ready for our activities all day Saturday and all day Sunday at the Ogden Amphitheater. So what's going on Friday and Saturday? Two different kind of times for the days, too, as well, right? Well, Saturday and Sunday. We're going to be at the Ogden Amphitheater on Saturday and Sunday all day, starting at noon. And so we will have all genres of music uh, on both days. So we're mixing it up. We have uh, R&B, hip-hop, and rap, and jazz, and gospel. All of that will be a part of our celebration We have local as well as national artists that'll be coming in to help support our event. We will have education booths, our African village, uh, where people can uh, do crafts as well as a little dance, a little drumming. And um, we will have a black history trail and that'll be a part of a scavenger hunt where people will get to win prizes by what they're able to uncover in our history across 400 plus years, as well as we have some special exhibits about some of Ogden's history, the historic 25th Street, porters and waiters and the um, the club, as well as the actual workers from the railroad. Those kinds of things will be on display for us. Uh, we've added uh, COVID vaccination clinics to our event on Friday at Salt Lake County, as well as in Ogden on Saturday. Let's see what else. Are there, is there going to be speech making at all? Because it seems like that is called for on Juneteenth. We'll have, we'll have some spoken word and a couple of messages. We don't want to scare people with speech making. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So let's, let's dig into that because the subtitle of the, of the party this weekend is Black Joy. So um, after the year that we've all had from the murder of George Floyd, COVID, earthquakes, inland hurricane, 
on and on and on and on. Do you feel like Juneteenth um, is the holiday we need on so many fronts? I feel Juneteenth is definitely what the doctor has ordered, what our ancestors have ordered for us for this year. I don't, I think all of us are at the same place that something has to give. I need some light in my life. I need some brightness in my life. And so that's one of the reasons we uh, fell on that theme of black joy, because it's that resilience that we have, the hope that we hold on to in the midst of the most difficult circumstances and events in life that allows us to get back up the next day, do what we have to do and make the most of, of our lives. And so while we celebrate that joy, we're going to talk about healing and, and, and healing as a part of radical resistance. If we're not well, mind, body, and spirit, then it's hard for us to do the work. It's hard for us to do the things we need to do for ourselves, let alone community work, community building. And so we're, we're going to try to embrace all of that Black joy that we can and at the same time use that as a call to action because we know once the party's over and we clean up all the dishes and throw everything out, we have to start fresh and do that hard work. And I believe because of the issues that have taken place and the incidents so, so difficult these last two plus years, I think people are ready to do the work too. And we're gonna be reaching out to our allies, to businesses, to state government, all of these folks to come to the table and what do you have to bring with you? You know, we're not looking at deficit. What don't we have? We want to start with what do you have? Do you have a phone? Can you make phone calls? Thank you so much. We're going to get busy on an agenda and we have a black agenda. And so we want to work on that. Black agenda. What is it? Uh, as a part of our Juneteenth festival each year, we have a town hall meeting. Again, we can't just celebrate, we gotta do the work. So our town hall is that place where we address issues and solutions. And from a series of town halls that we've had over the years, we collected all of that data and information from the speeches, from the workshops and put together a black agenda. And we have six basic pillars of things that we're working on, health, education, employment, criminal and juvenile justice, our elder care, because that's a big part of what we have to do. And sometimes we lose track of our foundations. We take care of our elders and we have too many elders that are suffering, you know, economically, housing, food, all of those things. So that's a part of our agenda as well. And we've been able to work with Living with Pride, James Brown, to bring some of those things to the attention of others about what our elders need and how we can best serve them. And so this agenda and the Utah Black Roundtable is an organization that started as a part of our Juneteenth effort to be the ones to help move this Utah Black agenda forward. And so that's the work that we do to bring about change. You know, I've been reading a lot, as I'm sure you have, about the efforts to restrict voting rights and the <laughs> divide in Congress on doing a damn thing about it, frankly. What's, mm -hmm. what's your advice, given your uh, long experience as a community organizer and and uh, fighting for these rights, not just for the African-American community, but we know justice for all means all. So, That's what it is. So what, what's your take on what's going on with voting rights? 
my take is that we found ourselves back in this same place. Uh, there are folk who recognize that fear is a major motivator for some people. And so instead of taking the high road, they're going to reach for that low-hanging fruit and try to scare everybody to death, thinking that the other are going to take over, the other are going to take away something that they have, and the other is this boogie person that they have to be afraid of. And so we can't let that be the narrative that defines us, not just in Utah, but across the country. So we're standing up, we're fighting back, we're pushing back against those negative acts that people are trying to perpetuate. Uh, Voting rights, who would not want to have more people vote? That's ridiculous. The cornerstone of our democracy, and you're afraid that now the people that you didn't intend to vote in the first place are voting? Now you want to change the rules? You know, every time we make progress, somebody sits in a boardroom or a think tank and try to come up with another strategy to change the game. And we're like, not this time. This is ridiculous. And, you know, you look at this conversation around critical race theory. When people don't even know what it is. They're trying to say it's a thing when it's, it says I'm a theory. <laughs> I'm a framework. I'm not a thing. I'm a framework to think and work from. But we haven't even taught ethnic studies. We haven't even taught a full American history. So, but, so instead of trying to get to teaching history, we're going to ban some stuff that we don't know what it is. And, and so people need to be informed. They need to be aware. They need to be calling and writing their legislators, both locally and nationally. They need to be at school board meetings every time that school board starts. Be there because people that don't think like many of us who don't want that, who brought that negative narrative, that very uninformed narrative to the table, they're at these meetings. They're speaking up and being vocal, and we are not as much as we should be. Well, Miss Betty, you don't sound retired. Thank, thank heavens. <laughs> <laughs> I take it voter registration will be available at Juneteenth? Most definitely. Voter registration will also have uh, the QR codes for people to get in touch with their legislators, to get how to get involved with city council meetings, county commissioner meetings, because this is where the policies are being changed. And these folk are representing us, all of us, not some of us, not the five that they do talk to, but all of us. So we're trying to expand that and making sure people know that they are we the people and that they're there for us and not just a selected few. So where can people catch up on all the Juneteenth festivities? ProjectSuccessInc.org is the website to go to. We also have it posted on Weber State University's website and um, now playing Utah and hopefully your station as well. And we thank you for being a partner. I can remember back years and years ago, KRCL has always been there for us and for our community. And we just love you for that and appreciate being that voice. Oh, man, you're going to make me tear up here, Miss Betty. And I don't know how to 
stop talking to you. So I'm going to ask you for a song of summer. It's something we're doing over the summer break. You know, this is actually almost a full radioactive show because I can't stop talking to you. (laughs) But um, we're asking folks for a song of summer, just a song that brings them happiness or or joy and dedicate it to anybody or anything or any place in the community. When I say summer, what song pops into mind for you, Miss Betty? Wow, there's there's so many. I told a friend of mine I was going to send him my my playlist. I've been listening to Chaka Khan. <laughs> okay, which Chaka Khan? Because we got to do this. Uh, let's see. I can't even think of which one I last listened to. Uh, we can do I'm Every Woman or any whatever one you you find. But oh man, Chaka Khan right now is what I've been listening to. Chaka Khan because it's getting you ready for Juneteenth. Yes, because it's getting me ready. And then my other songs, you know, Marvin Gaye, you know, those that get me deep thinking what's going on. And then uh, some of the OJ's family reunion, because for me, Juneteenth is a family reunion and and all of that. Well, I'm going to blow out a bunch of songs I had planned and play all of that because I (laughs) thank you so much for spending some time with us here on Radioactive Summer Break. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Miss Betty. Here's some of that Chaka Khan you ordered up right here on KRCL's Radioactive Summer Break.